Welcome, everyone, to the bonus episode for episode 91, where we are going to talk a bit about Abimelech and his killing massacre <laughs> of multiple people upon one stone. We were like, what the hell does that mean? I have no idea. Upon one stone. So I looked up um, this little ebook called The Book of Judges, A Study in Prophetic History. Wow. <laughs> what and, a title. Uh, Yes, indeed. It, it talks about the meaning of the phrase upon one stone. So it says that it is obscure and lends itself to a variety of interpretations. Great. Okay, we're, we're starting cool. off strong yeah. here. So it has been suggested that the phrase calls to mind the ancient notion that blood spilt on the earth cries out to heaven is in the case of the slaying of Abel when the Lord said to Cain, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth upon unto me from the ground. So... I guess uh, this it kind of talks about how human blood exposed on the ground that was not buried by being covered with earth indicated that it had been shed through violence that called for retribution. So, okay. so it's, it's implying Abimelech's a bad boy by slaughtering them on a stone instead of peacefully yes. allowing them to die of old age and then burying them. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. it, definitely. And it says spilled blood upon a rock precludes burying the blood and thus reflects extreme callousness. So thus, when Abimelech slaughtered his half-brothers upon one stone, leaving their bloodied corpses unburied, he committed this atrocity without giving any thought to the matter of divine retribution for his crime. Some Emily, right. Emily, sometimes I think that these these things that you find to read kind of make the stories more confusing in a way because they're <laughs> is like this more confusing well, uh, i think it's trying to be less confusing but it is telling you that like there's a variety of interpretations so we don't really know we're just gonna like go with our idea of what this interpretation is i guess i think that's what makes it more confusing is that I suppose. a lot of these books and articles are then trying to not find a good like accurate recounting of the story or the history but they're trying to tie it in to their theology or they're yeah. like trying to tie in a meaning you know yeah yeah i, I think that's something right. we come across that like we'll read a story and just be the bumbling chuckleheads that we are being like <laughs> oh i wonder what that means maybe it means this i don't uh -huh. know maybe it means this oh wow that's nuts you know yada 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 and then ever so often we'll get someone who emails us or tweets at us or leaves a comment or whatever uh -huh. writing a whole thesis statement about like, well, this is what it means clearly. And but do they know, do they know well, any better than we do? Thing, uh, is that usually it's like, this is what it means roped into the theology and doctrine that I was raised with, mm -hmm. you know, which I'm kind of treating as though it's objective fact instead yeah. of just one of many interpretations. And or even the theology still, they've studied, not even just yeah, what they were I, raised with, but maybe they have studied it, but it's exactly. still like within that lens, you know? I don't want to oh, discourage sure. people from doing that for sure. Like it is interesting, you know, but it is just kind of fascinating how... Um, uh, I don't know. It, it really uh, makes me examine my own upbringing and my own interpretations of the Bible and how to me they feel so solid and like, well, this is fact and this is the correct mm. interpretation of right. what happens when clearly that's not the case, mm -hmm. you know? And so it is funny to see that kind of repeated by a lot of people who reach out to us who are like, no, 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 like what I'm about to tell you, this is how you should interpret it. Like, it's just Slash the, the creator of this ebook. Is also doing yeah. exactly the same thing, right? Right. Essentially, yeah. Well, something I, I will just say that the ebook talked about quickly is that uh, Abimelech is an Israeli Israelite and a Canaanite person, so he's bringing both of them together in a way, which is interesting. The, the, for the Abimelech. Yahweh does not. Yahweh Abimelech does not like is. That. 
Interesting, yeah, huh? But um, he was also not considered in Scripture as the first king of Israel because he was neither enthroned in the name of God nor anointed. So therefore, he's counted as a judge. So that's interesting. That's why that's like the distinction of yeah, him. That's he's an a judge. interesting distinction to make. That, yeah, that like in this book of Judges, we've kind of in that question of like, what's a judge? Well, yeah, why? Like, oh, this person is a judge, and y'all are just like, oh yeah, the, this this one is now a judge, and I'm like, why? Why is he a judge? Well, but, but it seems like right that term why. that's like a generic term for they're a, a leader of some part of Israel, but yeah. we're not calling them kings because they haven't united Israel potentially. Mm, yeah. Um. Not that Moses was ever really referred to by a king, even though he did kind of rule over a united Israel. So I don't know what that's quite about. I mean, I wouldn't call him a king. I would just call him a guy who had a stutter who like gradually became <laughs> better at speak. No, who gradually became better at speaking over time and then became this like, I mean, a prophet. Don't people call him a prophet or is he not a prophet? Uh, uh, he's a leader. Right. I think he gets counted as a prophet. I don't he's know. He's the patriarch. Yeah. Right, but I guess I see I, him listed. I see him listed as a patriarch. Okay, but not in like the bad, like crush the patriarch <laughs> way. Just like as well, kind of depends on who you talk to. <laughs> right. A little column A, a little column B. Okay, fine. Yeah, but it's it, right. But I, it feels like the leaders during the um, you know during the Pentateuch during those first five books mm-hmm. are just referred to as the patriarchs, like just literally meaning like the male leaders. Yeah. Um. There wouldn't be female leaders. Come on. Well, Come on. right. But that later on, we do have kings. We, we're not there yet, but there will eventually be kings. Isn't and there, I think, are, aren't there kings in, there's a, in the book? A couple, there's a book of kings? A couple books, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Tedeker's laughing because she's like, God, you don't even know this. Stupid. Yeah. Yes, there are first and second kings. And as you might predict, it talks about some kings. Cool. Right. So I think it's more that, to get there. I think the thing you were reading, Emily, is more pointing out the fact that even though he ain't one. Well, you could look at this and go, oh, Abimelech killed all the other leaders and became the one ruler, so wouldn't that make him a king? But kind of saying, well, we're not calling him that though, because he didn't become an Israelite king in the way that later you would, like being ordained or whatever. I don't I don't exactly know how that process goes. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. That's the question. When do you when do you transition from like chief to a king? As is a, it like you need to general. have multiple? Is it multiple cities? Is it multiple nations that you're ruling over? Is it multiple city states or? Yeah, your city needs to have I don't know. walls of a certain height. Right? Do you need yeah. to have enough wealth accrued that you can make a reasonably fashionable crown mm. to wear, and mm. then you can be called a king rather than just a chief? Like I don't know. Right. I don't know either. But yeah. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, so, all right. Did you find more out about stuff? Yeah. The the one other thing that I looked up was about uh, the parable that Jotham says, uh, you know, when he goes up on the hilltop or whatever and says to everyone like, hey, keep this in mind. And he tells that story about the trees, like going to the olive tree and asking the olive tree to be their leader. And the olive tree is like, what? I should stop making olives and just wave about over you. And then they go to the fig tree and the the fig tree says the same kind of thing. And then they go to the, the wine, uh, what are those called? Vines? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) The The wine boy. No, it's the wine bush. Traditionally for many years, they just call it the wine bush. The wine bush. Yeah, that's good. Uh, (laughs) They go to the wine bush and they ask it and it's like, what? uh, Stop making wine and rule over you. And then they finally go to the bramble and the bramble's like, yeah, like bow down underneath my shade and I'll rule over you. And if you don't let me rule over you, I'm going to burn you all up. 
And then, so, so a couple of things I learned that was interesting about this is one is that the tree apparently is a very common metaphor for Israel. So that, that Mm. was one. I was just like, Oh, huh. I guess I did just tree in general. Yeah. Like using trees as a metaphor for Israel. Okay. Um, but then the other part is this, this particular article I'm finding by Stan Patterson, who's, you know, someone who talks about the Bible, uh, the thing that he brought up that I did think was kind of interesting is that he mentions that in the very last line of the story, we get a species of tree, like we get a specific type of tree as opposed to just saying the trees. Yeah. And he's trying to make the argument that that's relevant, that like knowing the type of tree is important. And basically it's that the very last line is where it says, um, is the part where it's going like, but if you don't take refuge in my shade, then may fire come out of the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. And Mm. so that particular type of tree, what's significant is just the fact that that tree, the cedar of Lebanon, uh, is taller than any of the other trees that are mentioned. Oh, wow. Um, But that the trees they're asking are get progressively shorter. Right. Huh. So huh. A, a, okay. an olive tree versus a fig tree versus a grape vine, which first of all, isn't a tree. And second of all is shorter. And then the bramble, which is also not a tree and the shortest of all kind of that, that, that that's an aspect to it as well, that they're kind of um, like for them to rule over the cedars means that those cedars would have to like really stoop themselves low to yeah. be in their shade. Are they throwing shade? <laughs> Are they throwing shade at Abimelech being short? Huh. Oh, interesting. Wait, is he short? Did they talk about this? It was not talked about. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But now it's in my head that he's oh, a little okay. shorty. And that's why it adds insult to injury where they're like, no, mm. we can't bow down to this short king. Who wants a short king? I'm sorry. It, it adds insult to injury that you said that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I missed somewhere that he was short. And that it was going to be like, how did you miss this? Uh, no. Yeah. Nope. yeah. So it's. I guess it's hard to tell whether he's throwing shade at him for being short or whether it's more just a metaphor, but either way, either way, shade is being thrown at shortness in general, which uh, I mean, we could talk about that with this, uh, Stan Patterson, who's, uh, maybe he's related to me. That's funny. My dad's mom's side of the family is the Patterson side, which is also a super common name, but I was, yeah, I was just going to make a sarcastic joke about it being a super (laughs) rare name, but you beat me to it. I did. It's not, uh, let's see. He's, uh, He's a PhD. He's the chair of the Department of Christian Ministry, which is okay. So he's clearly coming at it from a slant. But I still think he made some interesting observations about just like what's actually in the passage. And that's what I like is that he was talking about like the words that are there and trying to like look at, oh, well, that's significant rather than just like, well, it's because it wasn't holy and therefore he's a bad boy. Although I would totally listen to that sermon. (laughs) Therefore, he's a bad boy. He's a very bad boy. (laughs) Well, that was a great bonus content where I got to sit around and have the two of you teach me stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's different from normal, yeah. I know. I love this role reversal. Anyway, (laughs) uh, thank you for joining us for this week's bonus content. We would love to see you around the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Group to discuss this, and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.